Welcome to the Bobcast Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And uh, as always, it's been months. It has been. It has been. Oh, man. It has been a really weird year, actually. We were doing good for a while, and then COVID, and then sports, and then school, and then work, and then COVID. more COVID, and then Christmas, and, and then COVID. COVID, and <laughs> it's like, dang. Actually, um, I got to move my mic arm, because I'm not as tall as I thought I was. <clears throat> um, I started, because I have like 12 episodes on this that were not on a hard drive. Uh-huh. And that's why I haven't posted in the last three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I had to get them off. And I like, I, I have now realized that my 2015 MacBook Air is slow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to get them set up so they'll auto post. Oh, nice. Um, but I have to edit every single one of them first. <clears throat> oh. So I was like, oh, I'll do that over break. And instead I decided to move into a new house. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a nice house, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. I uh, bought it myself. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> and I feel like I've rebuilt it over all the stuff we've already changed in it. So. Really? Uh, just hanging blinds, light fixtures. Okay. Um, I changed out some plumbing in a couple of places, like faucets and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. More light fixtures. Okay. I told you I had my fiasco with my dimmer switches. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, just and you know, the stuff you do when you move in. Oh no, I get putting, it. Putting together every piece of furniture known to man. Oh. Times seven. Did you get a lot of new furniture? Kinda. So like in the one room we had bunk beds because we had our kids stacked. Mm-hmm. Like we had literally three boys in one room in the old house. Okay. And uh the uh bunk beds did not survive the attempt to dismantle them. Uh-huh. So we needed to put beds together for them. Mm. And then we had um Justice, my oldest kid, his bed was in storage, and so I had to put that back together. Uh, and then my wife and I had an IKEA bed that we moved to the rental, and a piece of it broke then, and I tight bonded it back together. And I didn't think it would survive another move, and that was confirmed when I when we were packing stuff up. I started taking it apart, and a lot of it split because IKEA. Oh no. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. It was, no, I. Big old, so we we had a new bed, so that's right there. And then Callan, my youngest, and Ezra, uh, they had what? Oh, Ezra was one of the bunk mates, and Callan was on a floor because he has special needs, so we didn't want a bed that he could roll off of. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got him his first big boy bed. Oh, nice! And he's still sharing with Ez, but they're two separate beds. But so they got matching little twin beds. Um, yeah, just build, building. And then okay. we, what else? I mean, like we got furniture. Thank you. I mean, we already kind of knew about it, but we, we definitely hit up the bargains and buyouts. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. we, we now own four couches <laughs> and they're way cheaper right now than, I mean, oh. they're still even more expensive than, and they, they pay a moving company, which I wish we would have known who they were to deliver. And it's cheap. It was like a hundred bucks to deliver three couches. That's not bad at all. No. And then we still had our old couch from our old house mm-hmm. uh, that was in storage that we moved in because we have like an extra room yeah. or whatever, like they call it a flex space. Yeah. So didn't have to build that, but I had to put it in. Right. Um, I had to get a new desk for my office uh, because my son and I were co-opting one desk in the rental Oh. So I would use it for work, and then he would use it after the fact. 
um, for video games okay. or whatever. And we just didn't have as much, you know, I didn't want to have to keep like taking my stuff, putting it away at night, like my work monitor, my keyboard, mouse, all that for him to put yeah. his up and then put his away. Yeah. So we finally got, that was easy. That was the easiest thing I put together. Okay. But yeah, I actually have like kind of <clears throat> still see my Kels is forming from like twisting Allen keys. Oh, wow. <laughs> So I told my wife, I was like, I'm building nothing else. And then the, the exercise equipment got delivered. <laughs> and that, that actually came with like wrenches. And oh, nice. It's, uh, yeah, because we banter. It's what we do. Um, I put on my socket set. And I'm like, dude, I'm just going to use the socket. I'll hold it with a wrench and socket. The other side will be great. We'll ratchet it together. It needed, a side, it needed an 18 millimeter socket. My set goes to 17. Oh, no. I even put I'm like, when my... Dad passed away. I got like tons of sockets. I have like 20 millimeter, <laughs> 22. I was like, what? I was like, the one size, 18. That's all I need is an 18. It's like one socket I don't have. So I ended up using wrenches. Okay. I should have went to like AutoZone and picked up the one or something. It's like, fine, whatever. I mean, it wasn't that bad though. Okay. So, and I had to build the bench. We got a bench for the squat rack. Oh, nice. So. That was that was easy too though. Okay. That was like those are like twelve millimeter sockets or yeah. like something normal. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, all right, cool. But yeah, I'm kinda done. Yeah. Well, we can't. Well, in that same period that Don did that, we also moved. Yeah, he built an entire house in the time <laughs> that we partially renovated, um, because partial, dude, you tore out every wall. <laughs> like the only thing you didn't do was like the outside. Structured. <laughs> That's like, pretty true. Yeah. Um, now we tore a house down and rebuilt. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't put the blinds up. Is so we just moved. We we're just move able to move into our master ba- bedroom. So oh. they're not done. We're still like working in a construction zone, and so like we've got these Ben things there so that they can't oh, see yeah. we're naked across the street. You know, <laughs> as they look oh. and be like, oh. So how are you doing blinds? <clears throat> not that our listeners care, but we have none right now. But we went. To a couple of places, and we found Ooh. out to put blinds in a house is like thousands. <gasps> but wait, 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 wait. So then we went to like Lowe's Home Depot, uh-huh. and they will install them 10 windows for 100 bucks at Lowe's, oh. and then you buy whatever blind you want, Okay, as long as it's from there. Yeah. Okay, cool. We thought about that, because I was really tired uh-huh. of installing them. Then we went to Menards, Yeah. and we saved big money. Really? Um, the only problem was is that th- with everything else, our supply chain. Mm-hmm. So we got seven blinds and we're waiting on the rest to come in. They order, my wife ordered them. Okay. And we're waiting for that, I think next week. Oh, nice. Um, I installed them on my own. They're easy to install. Ooh. It's two brackets per blind. Okay. And we got cordless ones because strangulation yeah, yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, I want to say the seven blinds were 140, 150. Oh, nice. And the other, we have a couple bigger ones coming. So they cost, I think the other remaining ones, it's like another seven or eight blinds. Yeah, yeah. It's like 180. Okay. So as opposed to paying like, oh, seriously, like we were looking around at like the blind factory. It's like right mm-hmm. down the street from you here. Yeah. Like for them to come in and do all of our windows would have been like thousands, <sighs> like one or $2,000. Because we have about 6,221 windows here. Yeah, yeah, you do. I, I mean, there's like... Uh, yeah. Every, Tur- I still love your bathroom windows that you guys had put in that are like 
the size of an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> like, they make windows that small? They do. <laughs> so we, we literally, we have, so the uh, person that ended up selling us the house, the sister was the one I, that actually kind of sold it because the other ones are kind of older and um, going through some rough medical things. And she came by and she's, you know, she came to the door. She's like, do you know who I am? I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, you want to come in and see it? And she's like, oh my gosh, it looks nothing <laughs> the same. But well, she's you guys like, like renoed the whole kitchen. Yeah. I mean, that alone was like, <clears throat> oh yeah, made the whole thing different. Oh, the, and, and, and she's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and she's like, I see you put new windows in. She's like, how many thousands of windows are in here? And and it's not really thousands, but there was a crazy, we put all brand new windows in, in it because they had holes in them and cracks and broken. And, yeah. and so I'm not looking forward to putting blinds into there. So to know that cheaper cost of that, billions of windows we have is yeah. going to be helpful yeah if you if you do the menards route you'll have to do them on your own now we they'll cut them for you mm-hmm. and the ones that they cut are a couple bucks more per blind yeah yeah um but our windows were all we could find a size for all of them okay except for the ones we had to order okay because we're, we're we have like I guess standardish size. Yeah, yeah. So you might have a couple that they have to cut, but he told us, I don't know about the cut ones. He's like, if you put it in the window and it doesn't fit, mm-hmm. you don't even need to bring the box back, just all the innards in okay. the seat, and they'll take it back. Okay. He's like, so if you like destroy the box getting it out, don't worry about that. Just bring the blind and all the screws and stuff back. Okay, nice. Um, but all of ours went up, like I said, it's two brackets per blind, and it like probably 10 minutes a window. Okay. The first window took me like probably a half hour because I was like, you know trying to figure it out yeah making okay. sure i did it right but okay i told jill my wife i was like man i put so many new holes in this new house like, <laughs> i would have cringed every hole uh, no. the, the first one i was like when you move into a house and somebody else put holes in mm-hmm. it's one thing but when you're doing it the first guy putting the hole in you're like oh, yeah uh-huh yep am i supposed to do this <laughs> no i get that i get that because there's been times that, like i don't know if i want to do anything and did you guys have the plaster and lath here the what? Like plaster and lath yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like we didn't have studs in the old house because <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's all that. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, my stud finder has a job. Like, <laughs> I can actually to hang things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang in a mirror. Beep. <laughs> now we have those things. Yeah. Studs. But it, yeah. But, well, yeah, I don't think they had it before. They put all, because they put drywall yeah. in and because no one knows how to do plaster. So, and it was like way more expensive. It was like. Drywall it is. That's when we got our insurance <clears throat> quote. The first time we moved, our old house was 1929. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is it so expensive? Like, we keep getting these things in the mail saying it'd be like a half this cost for house insurance. He's like, oh, because they look at the cost to rebuild it with the materials it was made out of. And mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I don't need some guy to come here and do plaster. Like, yeah. I, if I had it rebuilt, it would be with drywall. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to. So I wonder, can I get cheaper insurance now that they know that I redid it with drywall? Maybe. Ooh. We, uh, we're we paying the cheapest insurance on a brand new house uh-huh. that we have ever on our old house. Okay. We're like 300 a month less wow. in insurance. I think we pay like 750 a year. Okay. We were paying like 1100 a year before. I think we're... I don't have to look into what we're paying. I actually don't know. I don't have a choice. I think part of it's because like they know the roof is new, so they won't be doing okay. that. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay. But it's like a point where like you're starting over mm-hmm. you know kind of like how ezekiel oh, kind yeah. of uh chapter 20 it's kind of like he's 
taken back to the pen and starting over, if that makes sense. Oh, and, and he's telling a different story this time than they're used to. So it's kind of like my house where the outside tells one story, but the inside tells a different story that they're not expecting. We'll go with that. And that's kind of <laughs> what 20 is doing is telling them a history that they think they know. And God's being, or Ezekiel is being slightly sarcastic and saying, well, here's the real talk story. I'm sorry, slightly? <laughs> okay, a whole lot. <laughs> so let's talk about verse four. <laughs> so anyway, so if you have been with us for a while, you realize that you can fast forward through all the banter. I'm sorry if you you want to do that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've actually talked to to at least one other person that's like, yeah, he's like, I like your podcast, but I always fast forward through the banter. Um, I was like, that's fair. And I was like, should we stop the banter? He's like, no. He's like, because some podcasts are cool that way. I was like, yeah. but ours is not cool that way. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Lie to us and say the banter's awesome and we'll continue to do it anyway. Yeah, I like to, I know that you guys will probably hear this in May or mm-hmm. June, but uh, we're recording this in January. Mm-hmm. First. Uh, looked at the stats, s- consistent as always, okay. maybe a slight uptick um, despite less consistent <laughs> posting. Uh, but I think when we joined uh, Spotify and Google Music, that really kind of upped our audience a bit. So welcome nice. and thanks and, uh, we record this when it's 60 degrees. Oh, wait, because we have La Nina. Uh, and you'll hear it when it's 70 degrees. Yes. And we might even see snow between now and then. Right. So. Or when it's 70 degrees. It, it, things work that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, chapter 20. Yes. Um, we um, have gone through a lot of Ezekiel. And. We have a lot to go. <laughs> yeah, we do still have a lot to go because you're 20. Um, so I would say this definitely uh, goes with our Deuteronomy where it's 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 going to take us a while. But actually, I think we're going through this faster than Deuteronomy. Yeah, well, we had a lot. Ezekiel is a lot better at some one chapter quickies. Yeah. Now that I say that, I don't think 20 is going to be a one no. chapter. I did not mean to do that. Damn it. Technology. Well, so. Yeah, you start out. I'm going to try and bring my Bible back up. So the, one of the commentaries that I use um, is. Um, Christopher Wright has a, an Ezekiel commentary. Um, the other one is a commentary written by, I think it's Stephen Toll. And um, I like the conclusion that uh, Christopher writes. And, and I wanted to start us off with that conclusion because I think it does a good job of explaining kind of how 20 is used. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, It may be that we come to the end of the survey of Ezekiel's lurid and scathing presentations of the history of Israel, feeling somewhat uncomfortable. If so, Ezekiel would doubtless be pleased, for that was his intent. And he was forced, faced with the people who were obsessed with a totally wrong interpretation of that catastrophe. Namely, that it was not really deserved at all, and Yahweh was being unfair or incompetent or both. Some of them were also gripped by a disastrously naive optimism about their own situation, namely that it would be soon over or that it would soon be over and they would return to a Jerusalem that had yet again 
been delivered by Yahweh's mighty power. The only way to counter such utter misconceptions was to shatter them ruthlessly on the hard rocks of reality, the reality of their long history of ceaseless offense to Yahweh and heedless breaking of their covenant obligations to him. And I felt that that did a great job of really helping to introduce 20, not just concluding it, because he is going to sarcastically bring them to a... It's going to be a real talk, but there's going to be a lot of sarcasm um, with what's going on. And he's going to pretty much tell them the same history um, that they understand, but not in the same way. And allow them to see that it is not just the sin of past Israel, but the sin of current Israel that's brought them to this place of being in exile. And... This isn't new. So if you've been following us through Ezekiel, he's many times had to go real talk on them to help them to see that Jerusalem's not going to be saved and you're partially at fault. (laughs) Um, But there is hope. And I think that's what we're going to see through Ezekiel 20 and what we've seen many times and and what we'll continue to see moving forward um, as Ezekiel will get a little bit more positive as we move forward. Um, But we're still having to bring them to this place of... Here's yeah. the way that it is. Yeah, because it, yeah, it appears that their hope is probably not where it should be. Right. So you say it gives them hope, but they're not thinking right. No, not yet. So, uh, so would you want to start reading? Uh, so maybe one through four. Yeah, that's that's where the break seems All natural. Right. Um, so I'm reading out of the ESV. In the seventh year, in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, certain of of the elders of Israel came to inquire of the Lord and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, speak to the elders of Israel and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Is it to inquire of me that you come? As I live, declares the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. Will you judge them? Son of man, will you judge them? Let them know the abominations of their fathers and say to them, Thus says the Lord God. Uh, I, I went further than I went. Fathers. That's okay. Finish out. Okay. Five. And say to them, Thus says the Lord God, On that on the day when I chose Israel, I swore to the offspring of the house of Jacob, making myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. Yeah, that, I think that's okay. fine. That's fine. It's fine. So, August 14th, 591. Yeah, I have a a July slash August 591. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, BC. Yes. So we're not in AD yet. Um, And so he pretty much gives us... Getting closer. Pretty close (laughs) to the exact date of what's going on. So Ezekiel is pretty good at saying, here's the date. And there's not too much... Arguing? Yeah. Most commentators are like, yep, he told us the date. Yeah. Um, and I sit there and go, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So what is the seventh year of the fifth <laughs> month of the... Um, but that would come down to August 14th or September 14th. Oh, I had July or August. Or July or August. July okay. or August, yeah. So July or August 14th, um, 591. Good yeah. year. Good year. Some of the elders came to inquire of the Lord, but that didn't go so hot. Yeah, and uh, just uh, as we were saying before, this kind of is a, like I said, a new beginning. So we kind of had um, the prop prophets mm-hmm. when we started it out. It was kind of the first bunch of oracles. And then we kind of got into the uh, superhero 
Assassin's Creed oracles. Mm-hmm. And then we got into the <laughs> funeral dirge oracles. Mm-hmm. And now we're entering into a new segment yeah. of oracles. So it's almost as if um, a, a way you could look at it is like, dude kept a journal, wrote some stuff down, stepped away for a few months, came back, wrote some stuff down, stepped mm-hmm. away, got new prophecies, came back, wrote. So we're yeah. um, this is a new set of oracles. The sad part is it's kind of the same set of problems, mm-hmm. but different circumstances have happened during uh, the different oracles yeah. that Ezekiel is addressing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the underlying culture is still a bunch of people that are looking for their own way out and not really looking to God to rescue them. Yeah. So, and, they, spoiler. And, and these guys don't really want to take ownership in it either. They like to blame other people right but they feel that they're what well, they feel that they're they, they still feel like they're chosen and set apart from uh the israel and judah still think the other guy's the bad guy and yeah. they're set apart from them and they're higher than them yeah so and these exiles don't believe they believe that they're unjustly in exile yeah um well, that's what israel did to us yeah. yeah and it's like ezekiel's like nah not really um you're not innocent you've never been innocent and yeah, that, that's the uh, this whole passage is, you know, you could read this with some indignation. So oh, yeah. like, seriously, folks. Oh, oh, you you want to hear from me, huh? Okay, you know, mm-hmm. let me tell you what's really going on, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, one, my commentator, uh, who I can give you the information if I can. Oh, that doesn't help at all. Um, no, I didn't want to change resource. I want to see info. There you go. Uh, Expositor's Bible Commentary, Volume 7. And I forgot which one of these lovely people... It might be Michael Brown is doing this one. Unfortunately, I don't know who the actual author of the Ezekiel section is. Okay. Um, off the top of my head. He, uh, whoever it is, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy. From the Expositor's Bible Commentary, Volume 7. Okay. Oh, Logos Book of the Month. It's January 1st. Anyway, um, <laughs> you get a free book every month. Uh, they, uh, He says that there's probably some uh, rumblings that Egypt is making a successful military attack on Palestine at this time and that they could be freed from Nebuchadnezzar uh, by Egypt. So this could actually make things compounded even worse because mm. Israel could once again, or Judah could be once again, putting their hope in Israel, ah. which is like the biggest of big no, no's mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the number one, this that's speculative, but it, it did happen in the same time frame. Okay. That they were starting to make a play on Palestine. Okay. But anybody that knows history knows that Israel would never rise to that kind of power again. Right. It wouldn't go so hot for them. Huh? Okay. So, Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. I did not get that. That's because you don't have the expositor's Bible commentary. Mm-hmm. With the volume, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And I'm just sending a reminder to get the, the free book of the month. Okay, so cool. carry All on right. if you have anything. <laughs> so Ezekiel's basically going to break down Israel's history into four parts. Um, and we're going to, these are all parts of history that every good Jew would know. Um, however, the perspective that Ezekiel is going to take is not going to be the perspective that they're used to. Okay. Free book. This month is Revelation. Add in the card. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to that later. So um, so I guess we'll go into... Um, 
How do we how do we ever get through these things with me like sidetracking us all the time? See, I don't know. We'll just blame it on you. Yeah. It makes sense. Oh, oh, are you if you're going on to the next verses before you do? Oh yeah. In five, um, he says, "Thus says the Lord God on the day when I chose Israel, swore to the offspring uh, of the house of Jacob, making them, making myself known to them in the land of Egypt." Uh, the roots there in some of the uh, the connotation here, do, 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 scrolling to find the Hebrew words, um, is no, I'm not even trying to pronounce that. Bari, Bahari. Um, it's the only time this term is used in Ezekiel, and it implies that something was chosen from a group to perform a task. And the commentator states that essentially that Israel was chosen to be God's tool to shine God's light to the other nations, which is something we see uh, in the Old Testament over and over again. Um, so he chose Israel to be his tool. And I think that what's being insinuated here is that uh, a lot of times Israel comes off almost as racist. Like we were chosen to be God's people and you weren't. When in reality, they were chosen to be God's people so that other people could be known by God through their works and their actions. And they have dropped the ball at that. So, you know. Because we, we saw that, especially in like Deuteronomy. Yeah, um, where exactly. It was supposed to be very missional. Like you are supposed to be like this. The nations. And actually, we'll see that a lot in Ezekiel 20, um, where... Yeah, we kind of get some rehashing of the promises. Yeah, so you see, like, why is it that God continued to show mercy to to Israel throughout this history? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go through those different parts, and I guess maybe we can go back and look at all those those pieces. But part of that is so that the other nations would also know. And, well, the Abrahamic covenant is you will be the father of many nations, not you will be the father of Israel. Um so, I, I mean, we really yeah. see that from actually the very beginning of their history and their chosenness, I guess, anyway. So so remember that, Christian, uh, yeah. when you're out there thinking that, like, well, God saved me from being like these other people. You're really that Pharisee beating on your chest that Jesus is talking about. Like, thanks for not making me like that guy. You know, you're, you know, thanks for not making me that tax collector, that pagan. Mm-hmm. You know, you're... You're not saved for that purpose. You're saved to be the tool, to be the light to other people, to show them who Jesus is. Well, Matthew, the book of Matthew, really kind of follows that perspective. Like we see even from the very beginning of Matthew being one of its main focuses is, is, is the Jewish people where you be careful that you don't end up in this spot. Like mm-hmm. you can see that theme kind of periodically taking throughout throughout Matthew as you go, okay, don't think that because you're a Jew that you're automatically in this spot. In fact, it might be quite the opposite. Um, and Matthew's a little bit nicer than Ezekiel at how he goes ahead and communicates that. But but you can still see that there where, you know, yeah, you still need Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right, cool. Now you can move on. So... I'm going to redo five, and but it'd go five through nine. Does that sound about right? Yeah, because six does kind of... Kind of carry it over? Yeah. 
um, and say to them, so will you judge them, son of man? Will you judge them? Uh, Let them know the abominations of their fathers and say to them, thus says the Lord God, on the day when I chose Israel, I swore to the offspring of the house of Jacob, making myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them saying, I am the Lord your God. On that day, I swore to them that I would bring them out of the land of Egypt into a land that I had searched out for them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most glorious of all lands. And I said to them, cast away the detestable things your eyes feast on, every one of you, and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and were not willing to listen to me. None of them cast away the detestable things their eyes feasted on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I said I would pour out my wrath upon them and spend my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they lived, in whose sight I made myself known to them in bringing them out of the land of Egypt. Hey, Zika, what's God got to say? He's about to bring us back to our land soon, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean... This is a story that they knew, like this was the mm-hmm. first salvation story. Like we are being pulled out of Egypt because we are slaves there and we are God's chosen people. And he combined the salvation story with wrath and their yeah. detestable worship of idols. And really, even as Christians, like, I mean, how many, we've all seen what it was at the, what's that one movie that DreamWorks did? Um Shrek? No, no, the, the, the Moses one. Oh, oh, uh, Prince of Egypt. Yeah, Prince of Egypt. Or, you know, like you sit in Sunday school as a kid and you're like, we were slaves and God came to the rescue and, you know. And then David killed Goliath and uh, New Testament. Right. <laughs> that's almost how, it, that, that's like. Yeah. yeah. And so like now. Well, you, might, you might get the, you know, the Jonah story. Right, right. You, know, you got to have fishies. Yeah. And so we know this story. Right. And we're used to us being <laughs> the, we're us to, we're used to us being the good guys in this. Like, mm-hmm. but God is, Ezekiel is kind of pointing out here that actually <laughs> you weren't the good guys and you held on to the worship of, um, you held on to the worship of these idols but that's never part of the story that they were taught by their forefathers. Right. I mean, the story's different, Ezekiel. What's going on? This is, <laughs> we're not happy with it. So yeah, this was not just a picture of rest or, or not just a picture of being rescued, but a picture of you deserve judgment. Yeah. But that's not part of their story they're used to hearing. Right. And we I mean, once again, kind of a spoiler through this chapter, we kind of see this uh pattern continue of I did this and then you rebelled. I did this and then you rebelled. I did this and it, and I mean, unfortunately that's the Old Testament over and over again and you know, unfortunately that's us over and over again yeah. as well. So Yeah. So this was what, first story? Yeah, this is round one. Not what they're used to. Yeah. So then let's go on to the wilderness first generation. Um, <laughs> yep. This story might be a little bit different also. 10 through 17? Does that sound right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? All right. So 10 through 17. 
So I led them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my statues and made known to them my rules. Statutes. What did I say? Statues. Statues. Statutes. I get my own little idols. <laughs> no, no. I gave them my statutes and made, made known to them my rules by which if a person does them, he shall live. Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not walk in my statutes, but rejected my rules, by which, if a person does them, he shall live, and my Sabbaths they greatly profaned. Then I said I would pour out my wrath upon them in the wilderness to make a full end of them. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. Moreover, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land that I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most glorious of all the lands, because they rejected my rules and did not walk in my statutes and profane my Sabbaths, for their heart went after their idols. Nevertheless, my eyes spared them, and I did not destroy them or make a fool of them in the wilderness. They can thank Moses for some of that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he begged them... He begged God not to wipe them all away as that would make him look petty and like, you know, full of bloodlust. Yeah. And God's like, all right, all right, right. yeah, yeah. Cool, Moses. Let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. And the people are like, all right, let's make a calf. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, even there they worshiped. I mean, right. Again, didn't start off well. You didn't even make it to the promised land. Like, you didn't even make it to that land that yeah, you're hoping. Yeah, first generation that... did not. Yeah, to clarify for anyone who's listening, that might not be clear. The, the first generation that went with Moses out of Israel. So, out of Israel. Oh, dear. Out of <laughs> Egypt. I made a cloud here for you. Out of Egypt. So, you know, Israel and Moses, they're all like, you know, they're walking in the wilderness. They're going. And everybody does this like, oh, Moses didn't know how to ask for directions. It took him 40 years to make a three-week trip, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. The reality is because God was not allowing that generation that left to go into the promised land. It was, the, it was their kids that would be able to go in. And unfortunately, the kids made it in and then screwed it all up. Mm-hmm. So nothing new under the sun. Moses was not <clears throat> even able to go in because of his disobedience. Mm-hmm. So... But kind of the the part of the story, though, that doesn't fit is, okay, they, they at least got the part that they weren't, you know, they had to wander through the wilderness a little bit longer. But one of the reasons, um, well, the reason that Ezekiel is saying is because they rejected my rules and did not walk in my statutes and profane my Sabbaths for their heart went after idols. So verse 16 but but the story that they would understand was they got a little bit nervous when they had some spies go in and they saw yeah. how crazy the city was. Um, and they're like, oh, my gosh, they're giants and they're skyscrapers and there's no way we're going to win. And so the story that they might understand is, OK, you know, you had a couple of spies that, that didn't trust. But now God's, you know, Ezekiel's changing the story once again. Well, it's because of your worship of idols and your disobedience to my commands and my statutes. And so once again, we see kind of a... And that's a, when, like, God is saying, I gave them my statutes and made known to them my rules. 
the indication here is once again, it's actually that he uh, engraved it. Mm. So it's also that he made it, made it permanent and made it easy to see. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it was like a lot of times when people think of like Christianity or religion in general, um, a lot of times they think there's like all these little secretive things that you have to understand or that like if you, uh, you know, get enlightenment, you'll understand how this works. And God's like, no, I wrote it down, man. I put it, I put it in stone. There's nothing weird or wispy about this. It's, it's a solid thing that I gave you to follow and you, you couldn't do it. And like this I, way- I, I said, number one, no other gods before me. And you were like, well, what about this one? Mm-hmm. You know? And this, so they would, so what you're saying is they would have had the Ten Commandments. He literally wrote it down for them. Yeah. Well, the, the law was literally written for them. It mm-hmm. was literally spelled out for what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And like I said, the first two commandments really are, you know, no other gods before me, make no images. And one of the biggest stories that we hear about is they created a bull. Mm-hmm. And the bull was to try and ascribe an image to the God that had no image. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, they took that engraved law and said, we don't understand it and made our own. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, tough cookies. I, You know, I, I made you the law. I gave it to you. You know it. There's no excuse here. Mm-hmm. You ignored it anyway. So we see from the very beginning of Israel's history, you see where they have given into idols, rejected God's commands. And Ezekiel saying, guess what? You have not been innocent from the beginning. Here's what God's saying to Ezekiel. Here's what I want you to tell the people. Here's the story that I want them to know. And this is the story they're used to, but they're a little bit wrong. Here's the legit real talk story. Here's really what's going on. They've been disobedient from the beginning, and th- that includes you being the exiles. But, but okay, that was still a long time ago, and Ezekiel's like, okay, fine. You want me to keep going? Let's keep going. <laughs> and who's going to do that in 18 through 26? Yes. So this would be the Deuteronomy generation. So if you <laughs> the Deuteronomy, if you These followed the them, they got to go in. <laughs> yes, they did get to go in. These were the the additional extra time that, that it took them to get in there. Um, this was not the first generation. They did not make it. Um, so all those idol worshiping people that that Ezekiel just addressed. Well, these aren't them, or or are they? So verse twenty or wait, chapter twenty, verse eighteen through twenty six. Give me a second. Oh, here we go. And I said to them, their children in the wilderness, do not walk in the statutes of your fathers, nor keep their rules, nor defile yourselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God. Walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. Just a reminder. Here's what you should do. And keep my Sabbaths holy and they will be a sign between me and you that you may know that I am the Lord your God. But... The children rebelled against me. They did not walk in my statutes and were not careful to obey my rules, by which if a person does does them, he shall live. Um, they profane my Sabbath. Then I said I would pour out my wrath upon them and spend my anger against them in the wilderness. 
But I withheld my hand and acted for the sake of my name, that it would not be profaned in the sight of the nations in whose sight I had brought them out. Moreover, I swore to them in the wilderness that I would scatter them among the nations and disperse them through their countries, because they had not obeyed my rules, but had rejected my statutes and profaned my Sabbaths, and their eyes were set on the Father's idols. Moreover, I gave them statutes that were not good and rules by which they could not have life and I defiled them through their very gifts in their offerings up all their firstborn that I might devastate them I did what they might know that uh, I did that they might know that I am the Lord so one thing that we, we keep hearing profane my Sabbaths profane my Sabbaths mm-hmm. throughout this um this was given to God's people as a gift it was something that would there was to be set apart for them a day where they were resting in God and what he did and not doing what the, that was me, uh, the nations around them were doing. And not only were they ignoring the Sabbaths, but they were worshiping idols on the Sabbath and also participating in some of the like sex cult things on Mm -hmm. Sabbaths. It wasn't that they were just like, Oh man, I'm going to work a little overtime today. It was like, they went full bore into God saying, here's the gift for you. And them not only rejecting it, but like rejecting it with gusto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, we see another similar story, but this time also same boat. Um, it is their own continue to embrace the sin, the idol worship of their fathers and their father's fathers and their father's fathers. And he just tried to remind them, you know, here's how you're supposed to do things. And, they didn't listen. Um, now, one Hooray. thing, one oh. thing that that my commentator did bring out was this idea of, of sometimes people might look at this and and there's that wording of so I gave them over to their statues um, that were not good laws through which they could not live. I defiled them through their guests. Oh no, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the- uh, moreover, I gave them statutes that were not good and rules by oh, which yeah. they could not have life. Right. So it was not God giving them bad commands and bad things. It's that idea of God allowed them. They basically profaned God's laws, turned everything that he put upside down, rejected everything that God um, had commanded. And yeah, so he didn't give them bad laws, but he allowed them to go ahead and find out what happens when they choose to live that direction. So that area isn't saying that God gave them these bad laws. He didn't encourage child sacrifice. This was something that they did choose to do that went against the original commands and statutes. And that's something we see, I, I would argue, even in present day, uh, is that God often seems to turn people over to their heart's desires, mm-hmm. um, whatever that happens to be, whether it's you know their graven images like their literal idols or their unseen idols mm-hmm. their you know their lust and their greed and stuff like that um you know it's common that we see people yeah. you know chase whatever happens to be and god turns them over to that it's only by like his grace and mercy that he draws us back or prevents us from going full bore into mm-hmm. uh something like that yep and then we whine and complain but Right. Really, when we look back to our own actions, we're like, uh, let me tell you, I'm good at whining and complaining. Oh, me too. There's um, 
sidetrack. Uh, I've really gotten into uh, the band Wolves at the Gate, and they have uh, this great song called uh, Blessings and Curses, where he really talks about, like, um, even though, like, I've departed from you, like, to a great extent, it's there when you remind me of your grace. Mm. Like, it, it, like, that's the life of the Christian. Even though we depart from the statutes that God has for us, he always brings us back to his like it's it's in that place that the grace that Paul talks about becomes so large and so I can't think of a good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it becomes so intoxicating, uh-huh. tempting to come back to God is because that grace is like just blasted on us. You know, it's like yeah. It's a if you get a chance, the eclipse CD is phenomenal. Okay. Um what kind of music? Uh I would say they are the spiritual successor to Blindside. Ooh, nice. But okay. they're not Swedish. Okay. Um, which means less random Swedish interludes. Okay. But Non-Swedish. Yeah. Uh, they actually, I discovered them when they covered a Blindside song. Oh. And I was like, oh, I've got to hear the other stuff. And I didn't like a lot of it. But then Eclipse came out and I listened to it. I was like, oh, I like a couple of songs. Kind of forgot about it. And then they did an acoustic version-ish, acoustic-ish version of that album. I was like, oh, this is really good. And I could hear the lyrics, and that kind of really oh. strung me. And then they've been releasing some new stuff lately. That's, okay. They had an Advent song. It was oh. awesome. Nice. So, okay. yeah. I'll, yeah, you got to listen to that. Listen to them, yes. Right. Wolves at the Gate. Wolves at the Gate. The Eclipse CD. There's one song I don't like, but the lyrics are still powerful on it. Okay. Um, but great, great. You say the acoustic CD. version is easier to hear? Uh, the lyrics, yeah. Okay. It, the I mean, they don't, they're not like, death metal i can't even play any on here because like we could get copyright oh, yeah, strike. okay um it's but they, he definitely has some good yelly screamy but he's very clean vocals throughout he, and it's okay, not cool. like the other stuff i listen to oh nice it, it's not you know like you know wage war or anything okay <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a little less cookie monster okay <laughs> like i said blindside spiritual successor oh nice okay so, cool i'll look into that yeah please right. do please do i i'm tired of being alone all right. <laughs> what was it at the gate? Got it. Yes. I just put it into Amazon just out of curiosity. There All right. Um, 27 to 31? Yeah. Yeah. We're is... making... We got about 15 minutes before we okay. got to wrap it up. So, Oh, yeah. Take it through 32 because there's a, a natural break there. Okay. I mean, by natural, that dude put his head yeah. in. All right. Um, so we actually might be able to finish maybe not the entire... Th- but I've got the end part of 20 actually going into t- being better fitted in 21 anyway. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, so, so we, yeah we're doing better than we So used we to might be able to, yeah. All right. Thank so, these are things we're well versed in. <laughs> 27 through 32. <clears throat> Therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, In this also your fathers blasphemed me by dealing treacherously with me. For when I had brought them into the land that I swore to give them, then wherever they saw any high hill or any leafy tree, there they offered their sacrifices, and there they presented the provocation of their... Provocation. Thank you. Provocation. Of their offspring, yes. (laughs) There they set up their pleasing aromas, and there they poured out their drink offerings. I said to them, what is the high place to which you go? So its name is called Bama to this day. Um, therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, will you defile yourselves after the manner of your fathers and go whoring after their detestable things? 
When you present your gifts and offer up your children in fire, you defile yourselves with all your idols to this day. And shall I be inquired of of by you, O house of Israel. As I live, declares the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. Well, I guess those elders got the answer. <laughs> what is your mind what is in your mind shall never happen. The thought, let us be like the nations, like the tribes of the countries, and worship wood and stone. I don't want to say the word I'm thinking, but somebody just got bee slapped <laughs> by the Almighty. Yes. <laughs> Um, is, I mean, he introduces this like, therefore, son of man, speak to the house of Israel and say to them, thus says the Lord God, in this also your father's blasphemy by dealing treacherously with me. Treacherously. Treason. Mm-hmm. It's the punishment for treason in most ancient Near East kingdoms and even in some nowadays, like Western nations, is death. Mm-hmm. It's not that they just like, oops, made a mistake. It's like, oh, made a mistake, and they carried on with it. You and purposefully con- continued to do made those choices. Yeah. And in this last part right here that he, that we're focused on, this is conquest to exile. So you're talking about like they were in their land. And this is the very group that is saying, but we're innocent. And God's saying, but oh. you're not. Actually, but he says, it, but you're not. Much more, <laughs> <laughs> much less. You need to do that with us, followed by the. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. That was a slap. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I wrote here, punch in the face. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually wrote good. that down. <laughs> um, and when I say wrote, I mean typed. Um <laughs> It's no longer about the past. Like, it is about you. And and then he basically says in the end, like, dude, like, it's not going to happen. Like, you are not going to get what you want and be like these other nations. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let that happen. Um, and I think he even says later on, like, so th- you're going through this so that you will know that I am the Lord. Um, and I think we've heard that so many times throughout Ezekiel. We'll hear it again yeah. in 20. And it's... He pretty much tells us why. Like, what is in your mind shall never happen the thought. Let us be like the uh, like the nations, like the tribes of the countries, and worship wood and stone. Like, it ain't going to happen. Um, and this is happening so that you will know that I'm the Lord. So they're not really... There's a good reason why God is doing this. Yeah, this isn't just like... A lot of people think Old Testament God was just violent and fickle and stuff like that. But we also... We see... That patience that we have come, you know, that slow to anger God that is, you know, the real God, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't just like, oh, you guys made me mad. I'm not going to be your friends anymore. It's like, dude, they're like taking his gifts and turning around and offering them to other deities and saying like thanks to them for stuff that God did. They wanted mm-hmm. nothing to do with him. Yeah. So he's turning them over. Yeah. Yeah. And he's there finding out. Well, we, I think we even talked about this in Hosea. Like... You know, um, they're reject. I just brain fried what I was going to say. Yeah. No. But I think I was going to make a Hosea reference. That's good. That's good. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're like, uh, well, as we go through, we see like that they're defiling themselves, um, quote unquote, whoring after detestable things. <laughs> um, these were once again, uh, like, uh, stressed as a continuation. Like when we see, uh, it, it's an active verb when you get to the word whoring. Um, so, you know, 
they never stopped. Their fathers kept doing it, and it's not like they're really changing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Did that help with Hosea? No. 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 I mean, you said whore, which did help with Hosea. That was Hosea. But that's not... The word of the day in Hosea There there is actually, and I was was trying to think through, there's the theme that I was focused on, not necessarily just the word whore, which was the theme. Hosea, oh gosh, Hosea and Joel sometimes get in my brain. Uh, Hosea was very much like, Mm -hmm. and they went up to the high places and they did Mm -hmm. their weird sex cults and then they... Yeah, went back and said, oh, well, you know, God's cool. Mm-hmm. And then they went back and said, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah. And <sighs> over. Man, us humans are very predictable. We are. We are. Over and over and over. And the same <laughs> generation keeps doing it over and over again. And wait, I keep doing it over and over. Oh, wait. Yeah. Did I say I? Yeah, it's really, hard. It's really easy <clears throat> for us to, you know, look at ourselves and think those people are stupid and dumb and... Oh, they did that back then because they didn't have the Bible and mm-hmm. like, but we still, I mean, gosh, it was probably today was the last time I, you know, tried to worship myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might've even been a few minutes ago if I took time to think about yeah, it, Yeah, it, you know? Well, I mean, I feel like some, not sometimes, many times in the mornings, you know, as I'm just, as I'm praying, I'm feel like I walk the same path. As I'm praying, literally walking the same path, but as I'm praying, saying, oh, crap, like, I think even this morning, I was like, God, I, I ju- will I ever get it right? Like, um, the amount of times that I make the same mistakes or do the same thing, and it's like, man, I just don't have my stuff together. Like... You know, but but being very grateful for how God does continue to teach me, show me grace. Mm-hmm. I do see how God is changing and working on my heart, but that doesn't still mean that I mess it up still pretty often. Like, no, no, you know, um, I what what I think is kind of, and this is off <clears throat> tangent a little bit, but when I think about, like, I do feel like that God is trying to teach me about His joy. Mm-hmm. And I am bound to determine to eeyore it up. I know, and it, it's like I, I can almost relate to where he's like, "Here's my sabbaths, and you profane them." Like he's like, "Here's my joy," and you're just like, "No, mm-hmm. don't mean to bother." Um, and by joy, I don't want a disclaimer, but I will. I'm not saying like he's trying to make me the happiest thing on earth. I think he's trying to help me to find my true joy and contentness in him, and I'm not because mm-hmm. no, I'm a baby. God's teaching me the same thing. A couple weeks ago, I was in... Oh, crap. <laughs> no, it's, it's serious. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was in church, and, like, the preacher dude, you know, they read the scripture, and the scripture I heard, like, I could have sworn I heard a totally different scripture being read <laughs> by the same lady that was reading scripture. And the preacher dude gets up, and he's, like, starting to talk. He's like, what did you smoke before church? Like, it's that's not legal in Ohio yet. He asked you that? No, I asked him oh, in my oh, mind oh, that. Oh, I was oh, like, dude, you are smoking something. Like... Because whatever you're talking about is not that the scripture you read this morning. Ooh. And it was actually, it was First Peter where it's talking about how you're going through these trials to check the genuineness of your faith so you can come to an, an inexpressible and glorious joy. Oh, and what a beautiful verse. That has been 
a continued God telling me that almost every morning, reminding me. And I even, I was so, so convinced that that scripture was read that Sunday morning that I had to go back to YouTube. I was like, all right, I'm going to find out. That he was, <laughs> and I was like, that was not the scripture he read. Uh, oh, wow. I thought you were saying that like he really just delivered a bad sermon. No, like the scripture that I could have sworn I heard that continues to be repeated is that scripture. And I was like, all right, I have to go back and find out like, did the scripture... Ah, Dora, it's okay. just confirming an eye appointment. It's fine. Okay. Sorry, my phone's ring. I was going to answer, but it's probably just a robot saying, you have an eyeball appointment. <laughs> but the script, uh, so I had to go back and find out, is that the scripture that was really read? And it was not. Like the scripture I heard was not the scripture that was read, but this is the <laughs> one that God's been continuing to bring back, that inexpressible and glorious joy. And I realized so much um that I'm just disobedient in the way that I'm living and, and that sort of thing where I'm like, ah, but I keep falling back into that, that same cycle, still having to ask for forgiveness. And I think the scarier part is when we don't realize we're in that spot um, where we think we're like the exiles and we are okay and we forget that. Yeah, I think that's what I think is interesting is I feel like I've, I'm coming out of that season where I thought I was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in part it's on the back of like I've been going through like some counseling stuff um, but thinking that I am okay and realizing that I'm not and God's got better you know and being in him is better not that God's going to bless me with you know a BMW and a mm-hmm. like Joel Osteen jet or whatever mm-hmm. but that he's going to you know bless me with him <laughs> well and and, and, and I wasn't better because I wasn't <laughs> seeking him well I find out even in that situation I still run to my idols I run to Google or I run to... Google's your idol? I, I, I look for Google for answers that I shouldn't. Oh, 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 um, oh, oh, oh. Or, gotcha. I, or I run to a video game or I run to a wife or I run to someone to reaffirm or I run to this. I your an, wife. Yeah, not yeah. just some random no, wife. Not other Are you random. a wife? No, no Hosea stuff going on here. Um, <laughs> I think about it that way. I just thought random wife. Are you a wife? Oh. I got a question. <laughs> but no, like... So it's one of those that, that I still even have idols that I run mm-hmm. run to. Um, so even to think that we, wherever we're from, go, oh, we don't have idols anymore. Well, just because you don't worship a calf or you know a piece of wood doesn't mean you don't have idols that you turn to before you turn to God. Or if you're looking for that joy, what is that joy coming from? Is that coming from God or is that coming... Okay, sorry about that. Yep. So it sounds like I skipped, but he just paused for a second. The, the eye doctor called me for my appointment as a reminder, and I ignored it. And then they called back, so I was like, oh, no, my eye's falling out. It was actually the reminder for my daughter's appointment. That's right after mine. Okay, yeah. So. So anyway. Yeah, hey, we're about up on time anyway. I'm sorry to interrupt your... Yeah, yeah. Apologize. So should we finish we're so close or uh... yeah we're at like 57 minutes okay, okay. yeah people are losing interest in us now okay just kidding so <laughs> there's one guy like no <laughs> <laughs> what is the conclusion well the conclusion so i think we stopped at a good place because he's like yeah. you're not going to worship those other gods and then we're going to find out that ezekiel is going to write a new reality in the rest of it um so maybe next time finish 20 and start into 21 yeah, yeah, and 21's not like, well, I haven't read it, so I can't say, but 21's not like a monster chapter, but that could be wrong. 
We will finish 20. For sure. And then... And get into 21 at least. Right. At least get into 21 or make a shorter podcast and start 21 or something, something. Shorter podcast. Oh, just more banter. Is that what you said? Exactly. Okay. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and we'll come at you next time. Bye.